Paychecks in the Office listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. This is State of Emergency. What's up, everyone? It's Chicks in the Office with Rhea and Fran giving you that Friday energy on a Thursday. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Sometimes it just makes you think like, wow, here we are influencing, you know? Yeah, like I'm just like, like, oh man, we really made it as influencers. Look at us, influencing. <laughs> exactly. So, so proud of us, Francesca. Mm-hmm. We have a fantastic episode today. Really just a fun, fun episode. We've been We're, on a roll, guys. Yeah, Not to yeah, of pat ourselves on the back, but it's summer. some good stuff. <laughs> it's summer. And like Noah said the other day, the dog days of summer, we're still grinding. We're still doing our thing. And this episode is really fun because we have Justin Sylvester from E, aka The Lady Sitter, who is so much fun and fucking hilarious. You guys are going to laugh throughout this entire episode, even though there are some serious topics, you're still going to laugh. You're still going to have a good time. I'm really, really excited for this one. Excited for you guys to hear it. But before we get into all of that, we need to talk about something extremely important that is happening today. It is 10 years since One Direction. 10 Uh, years. Yeah. It's 10, it's 10 years. years. That makes me feel extremely old. And I'm not old at no. all. But no. it just it's, makes... It's just a glimpse into the past. That's all. It just exactly. ma- it, it, it makes you... It doesn't make me feel as much old as it does makes me feel like... And these are basically the same thing. <laughs> makes me feel like more far removed from being like... 15. child like I, sometimes I you know like so I old. sometimes still think that I'm 15 and like the things I do and and watch and say like are Disney still, Channel taste are still Channel very taste. um 15-esque like uh yes and, and I have never really gotten rid of that part of myself so hearing 10 years is crazy really really because of that and also you know all these boys they've been through a lot it's been a crazy 10 years for them so i'm really excited and uh, to see what it all is unfortunately you know we're we're recording this uh wednesday so all of the stuff will be will be out and i believe you'll be able to go to the website and there's gonna be videos and and um i think possibly uh, they're re-releasing like a bunch of old music and and stuff like that there's a whole give us a documentary give us yeah, a documentary like a, that's what the people want. <laughs> i know i they said that there is supposed to be some kind of video which is like going to touch on the past and whatnot, which felt a little documentary-esque. I, I don't think it would be like that lengthy. Maybe it's, you know, 
10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. We're, I'm speculating here and everyone listening is going to be like, Fran, you're wrong because I just watched whatever it is. So we haven't- Well, we we're recording know. this on, on Wednesday. The episode wouldn't be exactly. able to be put out on Thursday if we recorded it exactly. Thursday morning. So exactly. this but whatever is just they what put they have out, to deal with. <laughs> yes. Whatever they put out, um, we're watching it. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, we will support. And I saw some rumors and I'm not sure you know, how- true these are or if they have any stability to them but i did see people saying that there might be a fine line documentary in the works with harry styles once again not sure if that's true whatsoever but i would like to believe it for myself and i'd like to get other people excited about it unless harry styles breaks her heart and doesn't release it and then everyone's mad at me then please forget i ever said that (laughs) but if it does come out just know you heard it here first yeah and just you know for all those people out there who listen to us and you know loved one direction you were all you know directioners i'm sure we have a lot of them this day's for you i'm happy for you guys i hope you enjoy it i feel like it's kind of like a holiday so yeah. i'm just like best wishes to all you guys hope you really en- enjoy it. i feel like i'm going to be listening to a lot of 1d all yeah. day long just bask in it guys like yep. fran said this day is for you it's time to get into the rest of the show. Like I said, we have Justin Sylvester on the episode where we're going to be talking about the pop culture topics with him. We're going to be talking about MGK and Megan Fox. Things have really been heating up and you guys need to hear about it. We're also going to be touching on Kanye West's tweets and Kim Kardashian, everything that's going on in that family right now. And we also just have a a really fun conversation with Justin. It's about an hour long. I can't really remember every single thing we talked about it because the the conversation went in so many different directions and I really think people will enjoy it. And we also have a very, very quick update from Chase Stokes. He couldn't join us for a longer amount of time. So he just went, popped on to tell us about something fun he's doing, but confirmed we did talk to him afterwards and he said he will come on with Maddie and they will talk to us about their relationship and all the tea they have about that. So stay tuned for that. That's probably going to come sometime soon, sometime this summer. We'll get them both on here. Confirmed. We did confirm it with them. So don't be sad about the little glimpse you got because it's just a little tease. Right. And I do think it was, we might've been slightly confusing because we had talked to Chase and Camille on the same day and Camille came out on Monday where we had talked about Chase and Maddie doing the Kygo music video but you didn't hear that from chase yet so you're gonna hear it now (laughs) yeah we we actually spoiled his news for him so you're gonna hear it from his mouth in this episode exactly (laughs) so let's get into it I'm sure you guys have heard of Roman and, you know, Roman targeted towards men. Well, great news, guys. Now we have Rory. Rory is the sister brand of Roman and it's a digital health clinic for women. Obviously, we try our hardest to take care of our skin. Uh, If you're dealing with problems like dullness, redness, fine lines, acne, all those things, trying to find the right treatment can be hard because everybody's skin is different. Now there is a smarter solution. Uh, Roman, like Roman, uh, Rory makes it simple to connect with a doctor online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you, all from the comfort of your home, which is amazing. I know it's been hard right now. 
if you wanted to get to your dermatologist or anything like that. You don't have to wait for an appointment or wait in line at the pharmacy. You just go on your phone or computer, you complete a free online consultation, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. With Rari, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. Your custom skincare is delivered right to you with free two-day shipping. And amazing, you have this relationship with the doctor now, so you can also follow up with your doctor anytime if you need to make a change to your treatment or have any questions. They're with you every step of the way, which is a huge part. It's not just that first conversation where you get um, the skincare. If you need to make adjustments, if you feel like this something isn't working, you can continue to go back to that doctor and work on it. So with Rory, there are no commitments, and you can also cancel anytime. Go to hellorory.com slash chicks to try out a three-month supply of nightly defense for just $5. It's free to chat with a doctor, and your first order is just $5. That's hellorory.com slash chicks. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. All right, everyone. We are going to get into today's topics with a very special guest. We are here with Justin Sylvester, a.k.a. the Lady Sitter from E! And he is the host of E's Daily Pop, which is on weekdays, 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, if you want to check it out. Also, he is the host of Just the Sip, also an E! podcast as well, which is out on Wednesdays. We are huge fans of you. We're huge fans of E! And we are super excited to have you. So thanks for coming on. Oh my God. Thank you guys for having me. Look, I didn't realize that you guys were getting all gussied up. Like if I would have known that we were coming with beats and hairstyles and jewels, <laughs> I would have like stepped my game up. Listen, sometimes it just has to happen to make yourself feel like you're doing something for the day. Like yesterday I had a day where <laughs> I wore glasses, a sweatshirt. I put on no makeup whatsoever. And I just hopped on our Snapchat show and I was like, I really don't give a crap what I look like right now. But then today oh I was like, God. I'm going to look presentable. <laughs> it's because you knew a gay man was coming. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to make sure everything was on point. I didn't want to disappoint you. <laughs> you know, R- Rhea, you look great. I did not put in, in a lot of effort, to, a lot Brand, of effort you look today. You fantastic as well. Um, you know, but sometimes when you just throw on like a couple necklaces, that's, that's all you that's need. That's all you have to do. You girls, yeah. you girls have it easy. Actually, men have it pretty easy too, but... If I was a girl, I would be like the simplest thing. I'd be Claire Danes with just like a diamond mm. necklace and then my confidence and I would be done. That's exactly. all you need. Or like some hoop earrings. Sometimes that's all I need yes. to feel good about myself. So there you Depending go. Depending on what <laughs> mood you're in, a whole hoop is always the way to go. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, Justin, we're super excited to have you. We're going to get into today's topics. But first, I just want to ask you... What is your favorite topic usually to talk about? Obviously, in this pop culture world, we're covering different stuff every single day. But what's something that gets you pumped up when you're going to talk about it? It's crazy. You know, my favorite topics are ones that deal with probably relationships, you know, because I think a lot of times whenever we talk about celebrity relationships, we think about them in cut and dry ways. Like, it's like, oh, he must have cheated. Or, oh, she must be done with him because he did this. And I think a lot of times we forget that celebrity relationships, just like our own, are just complex. And there are other things that go into a celebrity relationship. And I just, ultimately, what I like to do is kind of sort of humanize celebrities because we forget that they are people too and they go through the same challenges that we go through and on a much larger scale because millions of people are watching them. 
Um, so for me, it's breaking it down and taking relationships and really making people realize that they're just like us. Absolutely. We feel the same way about those things. We talk yeah. about it all the time. We just try to remind everyone that celebrities are human, just like me, you. If, if somebody was talking about our relationship, what would we want them to be saying about it? So 100%. there you go. And I'm excited because we will be talking about a celebrity relationship, Megan Fox and MGK, which is just like a really hot relationship right now. <laughs> we might as well just jump into that one right away since we're on the topic. Um, Let's as, do it. As we all know, Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green no longer together because Megan Fox is dating Machine Gun Kelly after they met on the set of a movie. And she spoke on Lala Kent's podcast, Give Them Lala, this week with MGK and Megan Fox. They had an astrologer on. And Megan and Randall. Fox, don't and Randall. Randall. Oh, sorry. I can't forget, don't forget Randall. <laughs> Please don't forget Randall. <laughs> we don't want to disrespect him like that. I'm don't. sorry, Randall. Yes. Um, and they had an astrologer on. And Megan Fox talked about how she, the first time she met MGK, she looked in his eyes and said, this is my twin flame, which oh. she described as being even higher than a soulmate. It's when two oh. souls ascend so high up that they split and go into two bodies. And she thinks oh. her other half is MGK. <laughs> yes. And, but hold on. But wait, she filmed that, had that realization, and then went home to Brian Austin Green for a few more months, I think it was, and had to pretend... Like, she did meet her twin flame for three months. Right. Isn't that crazy? It seems like, it seemed like, and, and she did say on the podcast, because I listened to a lot of it, I was so, I was so intrigued, because I really don't know anything about astrology. Like, I, I know enough to be like, I'm a Virgo, and I, and I know, like, what that kind of means. The basics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, you know, they're talking about your different moons and, and you know, planets, and everything, and it's crazy. And I guess Megan is really, really into it because when she, even when she just heard that Machine Gun Kelly was going to be cast in the movie, like she was cast first and then Machine Gun Kelly came after and she was like, uh oh, like she, before she even met him, she knew. Yeah. Before she, she even met him, she was like, oh boy, like we could, this could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, Susan Miller is like the um, share of astrology. She's like a living legend. I follow all of her shit. She's on Astrology Zone for you people who have not seen her or met yes. her or know who she is. She is literally the J-Lo of <laughs> astrology. Okay, you just can't mess with her. The thing with Megan Kelly is, and Brian Austin Green is we've seen this couple have ups and downs before. You know what I mean? Like they've been together. They have broken up. They've gotten back together, had a kid. There was always these rocky moments. And I think sometimes when you're in a bad relationship, you both don't know how to let each other go because you're so codependent on one another. And sometimes it takes someone to come into your life and ignite something in you that you haven't felt in a long time. And I think Machine Gun Kelly ignited some <laughs> shit in Megan Fox, as we know. Yeah. Um, on a physical and a spiritual level, and it sucks that like after three kids and after being married to somebody for that long that you do have to part ways. But I would rather take the brunt of going through a divorce and splitting up than being in a relationship that didn't make me happy. Because what happens when you stay in a relationship that doesn't make you happy is it trickles down and the kids aren't happy. Right. right. And I also think about the fact that, like you said, she 
saw MGK, looked in his eyes and was like, this is my twin flame. And then you think about Brian Austin Green and you're like, oh, she went home to him and she was still with him. But at the same time, even though I feel bad for him in that sense, I'm like so excited for Megan Fox because that's one of the best feelings ever. And it's like super exciting just from within you that you just like know some, you're like, you're like, this is forbidden love. We shouldn't be together, but we are so attracted to each other. Like I was yeah, listening to Megan Fox talk about MGK and I was like getting slightly turned on. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm think I'm feeling what you're feeling right now. <laughs> 100%. But how many times have we as people as girls, cause you know, I'm just one of the girls. How many times have we met a dude and we're like, Oh my God, girl, this is the one I swear to God. He touched me in a different way. <laughs> like oh, right. especially after having like, if you're having boring sex with your man for a very long time, and then all of a sudden someone lights that gas chamber down under and <laughs> you have this hot, crazy sex with them, you have to hold those things for 90 days. If you still feel the same way three months down the road that you feel on week two, let's go with it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, I don't want her to jump the gun and say all these things. And then all of a sudden, she goes back to Brian Austin Green. Or all of a sudden, MGK has moved on to the next conquest, you know? Right. And that's what I'm thinking about with Megan Fox and, and Brian Austin Green, especially because Brian, I, I don't know about now, but he was saying when they separated, he was like, yeah, you know, we might we might get back together. And it's like, what? Right. Are you guys said still something... holding on to this? Yeah. He said something about butterflies, you know, sometimes they got to fly away sometimes and, you know, sometimes they come back, which is, yeah. but I feel like he knows Megan's spirit. Like Megan is clearly a very free spirit and he is aware of that. And she clearly had, I, I took away from that, that like she has come and gone before. Like she has left oh. and she has come back many times. For sure. Well, you know, yeah. there was an article that came out that in 2015, he had that undiagnosed brain issue where he was bedridden for a very long, for almost a year or a few months. And she left him while he was on his bed rest because she needed to go ahead and fly, allegedly. Yes. I think for, for Brian Austin Green, he's holding out hope because I don't think anybody wants to be back on a dating scene at 40 something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. do and this is the problem with men who marry younger women. It's like, at some point, you're going to turn into that old daddy and you're going to have to get a Celsius, motherfucker, wake up and keep this flame alive because, like, I took on the responsibility to marry somebody who was a tiny bit older. You did the same thing when you married somebody younger. So I'm going to need you to put in a little bit of effort. And if you know your girl is a wild flame and likes, you know, to explore and experiment, don't sit at home and make macaroni and cheese and doodle for, you know, the whole time you're married. Get out there. Bring her to Andalinda. Take her to goddamn Coachella, even though your old ass doesn't want to be there. Steal <laughs> some Adderall and go do something fun. Like, I don't understand these people. And I think for Brian Austin Green, he's holding out hope because he doesn't want to really have to move on. Right. And especially someone like Megan Fox, you would think, oh, this is Megan Fox I'm with. Like, I need to live up to this expectations. I need to be this this amazing man. I need to do crazy shit because it's Megan Fox. But I feel like when you spend so much time with somebody, after a while, the, oh, she's Megan Fox probably wore off for him. And he probably yeah. felt like he didn't need to put in the work anymore. Well, it was like Angelina Jolie. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, she's so fiery. She's so steamy. And then all of a sudden she turns into a humanitarian who wants to be home at eight o'clock every night. And you're like, wait, what happened to the wild sex and the blood vials and the limo fucking? Like everything kind of goes out the window when you grow up. But 
I just hope because you remember how like back in the cut everybody would date John Mayer and they'd be like he's the deepest person I've ever met this is a connection and all these incredible sexy beautiful smart and talented women would one after the other fall for his shit because yeah. John Mayer was a musician Jessica Simpson Jessica Simpson. I, 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 Jess, I know. I read after reading Jessica Simpson's book, I was like, "This woman, unbelievable that she was stuck with John Mayer for so long." <laughs> Katy Perry and Jennifer Aniston are yeah. talking about becoming godparents to their children because they made a friend. They had a they had a, a support group for women who dated John Mayer, <laughs> who fell for John Mayer shit. And I'm just like, making come on, Megan Fox. Like MGK is a musician. This is his thing. He's a poet. He's supposed to bring people in with his words. I just don't want it to happen to her. But you know what? Fuck it. If it's a wild ride <laughs> and you're having a good time, why not? You're young. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. It's so funny to like, to like go back and forth with it because you're like, oh, I want Megan Fox to find love and just be happy. But then you're like, you know what? She seems like a wild child. So if it's a few months of like really steamy sex and they're just totally into each other and then it dies out it's like all right that's kind of what we were expecting anyway because it is so strong right now and someone like mgk who by the way we never really talked about the fact that pete davidson and mgk who are best friends both were banging kate beckinsale within months of each other (sighs) (laughs) kate beckinsale undervalued that house Mm. like you should not be renting that house out to anybody, bitch. You are Kate Beckinsale. But you know what? Fuck that. Actually, Kate Beckinsale <laughs> went through a shitty divorce. She yep. is sexy as hell. You know what? You should be banging two best friends. Right. right. No, it, it's like, yeah. it's almost, in, it's just impressive on their part that they're like Kate Beckinsale, Megan Fox, like just all of these iconic women. Yeah, and but I, this is I, the yes. problem. But this is the problem. When you're Kate Beckinsale, you got to be banging dudes who aren't going to go and tell other people that you're banging dudes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. are like, you are that bitch. So like, if somebody like there are Hollywood starlets here that have had some very amazing sexual conquests and we don't know about them because everybody keeps it sacred. They keep it inside the bubble. They keep it inside the box. Trust and believe once these women are married or you retired are ready to write that book, they're going to talk about all those conquests. I just don't want people to have the audacity or feel like they can run around and be like, yeah, I hooked up with Kay Beckinsale. Like, no, she's a legend. Stop telling people. You should have felt lucky that you even got to walk inside that house, much less park your shit inside of there. Yeah. <laughs> I I completely agree, but I also, you know, put myself in the shoes of like a Pete Davidson or a Machine Gun Kelly and being like, wrapping my mind around being with some of the hottest women on planet earth and just like, and just like having to let it out. Like, and, and, you know, Pete Davidson has talked about it so many times. I feel like we're just like being in shock that he has actually been with some of these women. And you know, Machine Gun Kelly is in that same place right now being like, holy shit, like, right? this is Megan Fox next to me. <laughs> like, right? I don't really, how did I get here? I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to, like, she says I'm her twin flame. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm just going to roll with it. It's like when Tom Green was, like, taking everyone down. I'm like, y'all really sleeping with Tom Green? Like, <laughs> like y'all, re- really, bitch? Tom Green? It's crazy because I'm not attracted to Pete Davidson at all. 
But if I were a girl and I had heard that Ariana Grande, Kai Gerber, and Kate Beckinsale kept on going back for something, and I saw the great sweatpants video where he was just <laughs> flopping it around, I would probably try to test it out. Oh, I would be like up in Costco just trying to eat the samples. I would sample yeah. it. I wouldn't date it. Yeah. I would sample it. No, there's yeah. no there's no dating Pete Davidson. I think that we've all learned that from seeing his past relationships. But there's something to add that maybe Kate Beckinsale wanted people to know that she was with Pete Davidson because of the status he was getting from Ariana Grande. Maybe she well, was like, hmm, put well, that she knows out the there. Game. She yeah. knows the game. She's, she's a celebrity, and she has been a celebrity for two decades for a reason. They know how to play the game. So, yeah, Kate Beckinsale, probably 60% of her was like, yeah, I want to be young and nimble and show these boys what's up. And the <laughs> other 30% of her was like, my ex-husband has this hot young model, so I'm going to yeah. show him. <laughs> and then the other 10% of her was like, you know what? I have a movie coming out. This publicity is going to be great. So if you need to tell people that we smashed it out, I'm Gucci because I'm on the cover of Shape Magazine. We good. <laughs> yep. Yep, totally. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious as to what your opinion is, Justin, on MGK and, and Megan Fox long term. Do you think this this twin flame burns burns out really quickly? <laughs> I think she's going to leave him high and dry. Yeah. I think once the world gets back, this is the problem. We're in 2020 right now. You are in the sickest game of Jumanji of your life. Okay. Yep. Everybody's at home. Everybody's lonely and everybody's scared of getting COVID. So what you're going to do is you're going to lock down with the first person who you are seemingly attracted to, not even intensely attracted to. <laughs> These two people have great sexual chemistry. They probably have a great connection. But what happens when the world opens up and Machine Gun Kelly is going on tour and is meeting all these other people and making Kelly has to stay home because her seven-year-old son has a soccer tournament. I'm like, cracking up that you keep calling her Megan Kelly. <laughs> I don't think you even realize that. I'm like, yes, Megan Kelly. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long day. I've been no, it is very confusing, though. I almost did the same thing before. It's like the Machine yeah. Gun Kelly, Megan Fox. It's all the yes, same name. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I think I think Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, I'm going to call them Megan Kelly as a couple. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just think what she's What an unfortunate going, couple name. <laughs> right? I think she's going to get bored. I think she's going to get bored with them not being on the same page. But I also think that Megan Fox dates men who she can kind of control. I feel like she can kind of control Shia LaBeouf when they dated. I think she could control Ryan Austin Green because she was all hell Megan Fox. But Machine Gun Kelly has big dick energy as well. So I don't For think sure. she'll be able to control him as much as she would like. Right. And he is her twin flame. So if she's saying he has the same energy that she has, he might be running off. And by the way, when was the last time you dated somebody who had the same energy as you? And you were like, yeah, this is a great idea. I yeah. run from those people. <laughs> no, you need opposites. Like, opposites. I would never date a Scorpio. I would never even tell someone to date me. I'd be like, ooh, no. Uh. <laughs> same. Whenever I, I'm a Leo, and when I pe see people talk about Leos, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, we really right. love the attention and just, like, love ourselves. So <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Uh, uh I just love that their couple name is Megan Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh so man, so good, so good. 
We should just make sure that that like trends so that Megyn Kelly, real Megyn Kelly is like, what's going on? <laughs> she would love it. Megyn Kelly would love any kind of trend right now. Okay. Right. Right. She's just sitting her ass at home enjoying that payoff. Okay. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. We're going to move into the next topic, which is Kanye West. Obviously there is a lot Oof. going on with Kanye right now. You said that you were up last night because he was back on Twitter again. Honestly, this is just an unfortunate circumstance for everybody, the Kardashian family, the Jenners, Kanye West, because we're dealing with somebody who has bipolar disorder. It's a mental health issue, and everyone's just, like, making jokes about it, and nobody really knows how to react because yeah, the the tweets are jarring when you first read them, and it's so public, and when you're reading it, you forget – Uh, that this is actually a human being that is dealing with real life issues rather than somebody who is like a source of entertainment for you because Kanye has been a source of entertainment for so long. 100%. And it's, you know, what's really interesting to me is if you've never dealt with somebody who is manic or bipolar, you don't understand when people say they're down a rabbit hole or they're in a space right now, you don't understand what that means. And you might find it funny or you might laugh because it's uncomfortable or you might get a kick out of it because you think that the Kardashians are sweating and what's going to happen next. And you're really into this whole narrative. And what's crazy is, is that Kim and them have been through this before with him. So they understand what happens if he doesn't get out of this and what happens when he hits rock bottom and what they're trying to do is they're just trying to stay quiet and calm in order to get him the help that he needs. And it's funny because everybody keeps on saying, you think she's pissed? You think she's pissed? You think they're going to like disown him? I'm like, if you guys didn't watch keeping up with the Kardashians and see what they did with Lamar Odom, who wasn't married to Chloe at the time, who had sold her out in a book and, and in tweets and sold stories about her cheated on her and was terrible to her if you don't see how that family came together for a guy that wasn't even a part of their family anymore and you're just gonna think that they're sitting there and disowning Kanye at this point no they're worried about him they don't care about what he's saying and the things that is are coming out of their mouths they're more concerned with the fact that is he gonna live and is he gonna get out of this enough to raise his kids and be a father and a husband? That's what they're worried about. Yeah, that definitely makes me mad as well when I see people bringing up the Kardashians in like a really negative way when it comes to this stuff. Because right, people like, say they, that they like destroyed, well, li- that they're well, destroying lives. Yeah, so they're yeah. like, oh, the Kardashians ruined Kanye. Can you believe what they did? And I'm like, you do realize when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift, he wasn't with Kim Kardashian at the time. Like he was still doing these antics and whatever it was. So I'm just like, why is everything, oh, the Kardashians are the worst and they're making Kanye miserable. It's like, he has bipolar disorder. Like, it's not all about the Kardashians. This is about somebody's mental health that he would have had whether or not he was with the Kardashians. 100%. And the other thing is, you have to remember, because everyone's like, oh, the pressure of the show and the pressure of this, and blah, 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 all these things that make these men break. And it's like, and I say this for both ways. I say this for Kim and I say this for Kanye. You know, Kanye knew who his wife was walking into this marriage. He knew the pressures and, you know, how much and what her job entailed. And he was fine with it and he supported it. And Kim 
knew who Kanye was and knew what he was going through. They had been friends for years. She knew, you know, that he had episodes and, you know, being with him, she realized that he's manic and bipolar. It's just, I don't think there's anyone to blame here. And it just makes me so sick that women get blamed when men go awry. You know what I mean? Right. Like if a man cheats, what did you do? Why did you not, you know, figure it out? If a man loses his money because he was buying a lot of things, you, the woman, wanted a lifestyle and he was just trying to keep up with it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all those simple things where we always want to put blame on the women of this yeah. situation. Yeah. And and it's hard because and obviously like you you can't blame Kanye for what he's saying during during these moments, but it's gotta be hard for Kim to see that, you know the way yes. that he is portraying this to the public is that she and her family are, you know, the cause of, of a lot of this, which is, and, you know, and she said, um, I'll read part of what you said, because she put out a, a statement on her Instagram today saying, as many of you, as many of you know, Kanye has bipolar disorder. Anyone who has this or has a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I'm very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But today I feel like I should comment on it because of the stigma and misconceptions about mental health. Those that understand mental illness or even compulsive behavior know that the family is powerless unless the member is a minor. People who are unaware or far removed from this experience can be judgmental and not understand that the individual themselves Mm -hmm. have to engage in the process of getting help no matter how hard family and friends try. I thought that was such a huge, you know, like that one, that end paragraph is so important for people to, to realize like this family, like right now we are powerless in, in handling what's going on unless Kanye comes to us and, and wants to move forward. And what did she, what's the last, the last line of that, that statement? Um, what did she, she had sign said, it? What did she oh, sign oh, it? She had said with love and gratitude or, Kim or before Kardashian that. And, oh, Kim Kardashian West. Of course. West. Yes. She is Kim still. Kim Kardashian yes. West. Yep. Yep. And, and I think it's, it's very strong of her because she has never really commented on it before, but it's so sad because I feel like Kanye is mentioning North and is mentioning Kim and is mentioning Chris that now 100%. she has to speak on it. But it's interesting because the Chris of it all, have you ever met Chris Jenner before? No, we've been I in wish. the same, <laughs> the same room at the People's yes. Choice Awards, but that's about it. We, yep, we fucking Jenner. wish. Chris Jenner is one of the dopest people I've ever met in my life. She is the kindest. She will, if you say something, her mind go, even if you're just, I'm a friend of a friend and her mind is, well, let me, I know somebody, let me just, let me get that for you. You know what I mean? Like it's very, she's very sweet. She's very caring. She's very generous. And you can tell that by her because her daughters all are, are the same way. Like Khloe Kardashian is the person she is because she was raised by Kris Jenner. And it's funny because a person like Kanye who likes to be in control of everything and who likes to be, um, who likes it his way, you know, is not used to Kim relying on Chris for a lot of guidance. But Chris has been there since Kim's, you know, debut into this celebrity world. 
and she's never steered her wrong in her life. Her career has flourished. She's never had a had an odd point or a bump in the road that she couldn't get over because Chris was there. And I feel like for Kanye in his manic state, because what happens when you're in a manic moment, you get paranoid and you you dramatize things in your head and make them bigger. And I think he thinks Chris is orchestrating this whole thing. And Chris is running the show because, you know, Kim probably went to her mom and was like, yo, I don't know what to do. And she probably goes to Chris to figure out things about business and in life and motherhood and being a wife. Like, what do I do? Because Chris has dealt with some of the same stuff, not the bipolar or the mania, but she held her head high when her husband became her wife, you know, her ex-wife. And she held her head high when, you know, her husband, her ex-husband was dying of cancer and was there for him. So I just think that Kanye thinks that Chris is a meddling, you know, mother-in-law and she's not. She's the voice of reason and the leader and the guide for the, these women. Absolutely. And I also think there's something about Kanye being on Twitter, also correlating with the fact that he must be reading a lot of what people are saying about him and the Kardashian family. And, or I don't know if you guys think that, and, and that's why he's saying, um, you know, the movie Get Out is about me. That's, yeah. that's stuff people have said about him before yes. and about Kris Jenner and the Kardashians controlling his life. Like these are all jokes that people make all the time or yes. jokes, but they're not that funny on the internet. So it's like, maybe this is also getting into his brain a little bit. And like you said, the paranoia is setting in and he's starting to believe these things. 100%. I just ultimately wish, and I know nobody's asking for my advice, you know, you know, I hate that the team yeah. that's around him don't understand the situation that he's in. You know, if I knew that my, you know, when I worked for Kyle Richards for five years, you know, as her lady sitter and sidekick, if Kyle was going through something on this level and she wanted to put on a campaign rally in South Carolina, I would be like, we can't do it. We can't get the permits. Sorry, I would lie. Yeah. I would lie, but it seems like the people that he has around him don't feel the power or don't feel like they have the energy to just sit him down and say, okay, we've gone too far. You know what I mean? Or just help him not do what he did in South Carolina because that all could have been with COVID going on, with permits, with, you know, the Wi-Fi could have been down in South Carolina. I don't know. They could have made up some excuse of why. I don't know how. Do I don't know how they didn't come up with something. Like, it's literally. Just yeah, literally yeah, just yeah. Corona being an example. Like, hey, Kanye, we can't. Like, COVID. We, it can't happen. What, and 100%. But because I've, he's Kanye, nobody wants to tell him no. Which is, is probably a, hard, a very hard place to be in because it's Kanye West. So you're like, yeah. how do I say no to this person? I'm right. kind afraid of scared. Of, right. Afraid of like no. getting fired or anything. I've heard or, crazy or stories yeah. about why Kanye has fired people. So it, they could be afraid of anything. 100%. Yeah. And I feel bad because I was friends with a celebrity on that magnitude. And I think the person liked me around for the short time that we were friends because I was like, no, motherfucker, you can't just say that to people. Like, you can't do that. Like, there's no way you can get away with that. And everyone in his camp would be like, <gasps> like, it was like a sigh, like that somebody actually told him no, but he was super rich. He was super famous and very well known and very well liked. 
but I was not afraid to say, you can't do that. You're not like, you can't talk to people like that. And I saw the people around them who felt like they could, they were silent. And I'm like, wow, I forget when you're that big of a celebrity, there's this fear that you're going to be let out of the orb, that you're going to be kicked out of the light. And once you're kicked out of the light, it's hard to come back in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's you. I also think of like with the, with the yes people, it's just, you can, with the power of being a celebrity, you can just find other yes people. Like you're never going to hit, like you're never going to hit, right? Like you're never going to hit the person. Like you're never going to run out of people who are going to be like, right. Like Kanye West wants me to help him run uh, a presidential campaign. Like I'm going to say no to that. Like you're, he, he will find enough people who will say yes, who will give him the answer that he wants. Um, so that's why it's even scarier, right? Because it could just be kind of an, en- an endless cycle. And if there are any truth to, to his tweets of, you know, Kim's trying to, Kim's trying to send a doctor, Kim's trying to show up, and, and he it seems like he doesn't want that to happen, but Dave Chappelle is showing up, and he's okay with Dave Chappelle showing up. Well, Dave Chappelle... If you guys don't remember this, because you guys look pretty young. How young are you? Yes, we are young. 25. I'm, tw- I'm 22. Oh! Yeah. Oh! <laughs> we'll fight after the show. Yeah. Hell has struggled with mental health yeah. issues yeah. in the past. You know, to remind you guys out there, he had one of the most successful shows on TV, The Chappelle mm-hmm. Show. And after two seasons, th- or sorry, three seasons, um, just up and left and went to Africa. Out of nowhere. Up and left, went to Africa couldn't deal with it so i think what happens is kanye dave Chappelle is one of those people that can say i've been through something like this right let me come here and be here for you because if you haven't been in those shoes if you haven't walked a mile in where kanye is he probably won't respect you but dave Chappelle is like yo bro i'm here for you we've talked about this before dave is not threatening dave just wants to go there and make sure you're alive Totally. And he's the person that you do see that like when, when Kanye had posted that video of, of them together, it was for me personally, it was kind of like, who, okay. He at least is letting people come to see him. Like he's at least like letting people come to see him that are, that know him and are, are familiar with, with his life and can connect with him and that he's not, because you see the tweets and you're like, okay, can, can we make sure like, we have a check. Where is he okay? Is he yeah. with people? Is he alone? He's in Wyoming yeah. too. So like he's yeah. not in Kardashian Bass's behind the gates. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know, we all have that one friend. Like, look, I might not be the friend who is going to tell you to leave your husband. I might not be the, be the friend who's telling you that, you know, you made the wrong life decision, but I'm going to be the friend who's going to go there with that bottle of wine and be like, when you're ready to talk about it, we can talk about it. Or if you want to just sit here and gossip and drink this wine and smoke, you know, a few cigarettes, like I'm down, you know what I mean? Like I'm down to be that friend. And I think Dave Chappelle is not going there with doctors. He's not trying to go there and force Kanye back to Los Angeles. He's just there with the olive branch saying, yo, bro, I am here for you. You have an ally. Let's figure this out when you're ready. Right. And you know, that's what Kanye needs right now. And I think like getting him slowly to realize that people are there for him and not everyone's against him is the best way to go at this point. And we're always rooting for the Kardashian family. We're rooting for Kanye. Like we just are hoping for the best for everybody because it's a sad situation all around. And just to remind ourselves that 
they are human beings and this right. is like say your family your family kids got blown up on twitter and the entire world was talking about it you would blown be up. extremely upset so i feel blown like up. just yeah. a reminder that this is not a tv show we're watching it's like even though it's recorded for one very real people we're hoping for the best for them um, while we're on the subject, we could talk about Jamie Lynn Spears, who stepped in because she had um, quoted Nina Parker's actually her her tweet about Kanye, who we love Nina, and um, love was, Nina. absolutely yeah. love her. And we also Jamie was just talking about mental health in, in general that you know you can't speak about somebody's mental health, and then somebody responded talking about Britney Spears saying, well, you haven't spoke about Britney's mental health, and Jamie then said, well, that's what I'm talking about, like it's not my place. That's why I haven't talked about it. And then went on to say that Brittany is amazing and she's a boss and we know that about her. Um, so it's kind of goes along with it as well as the free Brittany movement that's been happening right now. And I, I'm just feeling bad all around for some of these celebrities who are clearly going through a really hard time and are navigating yeah. it this publicly. What it's tw- 2020 y'all, I swear to God, when I count my birthdays, like 2020 is not happening. I am skipping that year. We are not moving up a letter or a number. I am chilling at 32. I'm yep. just letting everyone know right now. 2020 is a hot ass mess. It's if someone set a dumpster on fire and threw it in a public bathroom. It just, <laughs> it's all literally a wreck. And I feel so terrible that when my family or when I have an issue, I am blessed that I can deal with it in the privacy of my own home, in my own time, and on my own recourse. These celebrities can't do that. They're not only thinking about the issues that they have to deal with, but now they're thinking about public opinion on top of that. So we do need to give them a grace period, and we do need to say, we're going to back up for six months and let this person get back, you know, on the trolley. Like we can't keep on hammering them because we're going to have a 2007, 2008 situation that we had with Brittany. And that was scary. I thought yeah. Brittany was going to die. I'm going to just be real with y'all. Y'all were not even born yet. Probably in 2007, <laughs> 2008. I, I remember. I do. I do. <laughs> let me remind you, we, for those of you who are over 29, we almost lost Brittany, and it was our fault because nobody would let this woman figure out her life in peace. We were stalking her. We were riding behind her cars in seven cars. We were bombarding her. We were bringing her pink wigs. We, they were driving her car for her down San Vicente, the, the paparazzi. Like, it was the most insane thing in the world. And I'm like, you guys, we almost lost a national treasure. Are you going to do the same thing with Kanye West? Let's not use this, lose this national treasure because we yeah. want a story. Yeah. Absolutely. Frank, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. Rhea. You're sorry. <laughs> this is freaking <laughs> Zoom. Okay, go ahead, Rhea. Um, I, I think it's just 100% agree with what you said, but I also am just confused on how to act about Britney Spears because, of course, you see the free Britney stuff and you're like, oh my gosh, and you read all these things about how she doesn't have control of her life. And it's it's all of these stories and things that are not 100% confirmed to be true. So it feels a little confusing to whether or not to believe free Britney, you know, is she being locked down? Does she have no say? Or is that 
rude to say that she has no say because we have no idea. Look, we live in a time where Kanye West can tweet from Wyoming, Cody, Wyoming, in the middle of nowhere. Everyone has a cell phone. If Britney really wanted help and to get out, I feel like Britney Spears, between Britney, her sister, her mother who wants to help her, her two children who are electronically advanced and can use social media and Snapchat, would put out a tweet saying, my mother needs your help. Please help my mother. She wants out. Right. If Britney can record a dance video or a workout video with her hot 25-year-old boyfriend, she can sneak him a letter that says, please call this person and tell them I need to get out. I am not jumping to a free Britney moment until Britney tells me she's ready to be freed. And then I will fight for Britney. Right. That you does make the, Yes, absolutely. It does make the most sense because everybody just speculates about her when uh, she has not, has not said anything. But I think it's, you know, I, I don't blame people for, for worrying. You, you know, you, she mentioned, you mentioned her sons that are tech savvy. We've, we've seen them go on, on, you know, live on social media and talk about hating his grandfather. Like, so it's just, they're. What do you say? He said his grandpa th- was a, an asshole, right? Or a dick. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah. He said he was a dick. So <laughs> it's just like, you worry because you're like, what? You hope Brittany is okay because clearly she has some, um, toxic people in her life not to make a terrible Britney pun by saying she has toxic Ooh. people in her life. That was good. That, that, was, that yeah. was good. That so was you good. Just, and, but I feel like she, like you said, the support of her mom and her sister are amazing. And Jamie Lynn um, is so sweet. We, we have had her on her show and she was such a delight and she will like have Britney's back for forever. Like no matter what. 100%. So she it's has that crazy. support system. She has that support system. You know, I go back and forth with this because at one point I would like her conservatorship to give Brittany a little bit more leeway and let her kind of sort of try to walk on her own a little bit. But I've also heard the horror stories of what can happen when boundaries are put down. Right. And, you know, I have friends who have been hairstylists, who have been dancers, who have been on stage crews that talk about some of these things, but they also talk about how she is aware and how she is commands a room and how she knows what she wants and knows what she wants on her tour and what she wants on this. So if you can choreograph a dance and teach 20 dancers a dance, then you can, again, you can slip one a note that says, I'm being held hostage. Please call Harper's Bazaar. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, yeah, I definitely agree. It's it, and it, like, like any ways with social media now, any kind of conspiracy like that gets so much fire underneath it and people become so passionate about it that it's, it takes over and, and everybody's been there where they, they read about something for days on the internet and then you finish and you're like, what do I believe? Like I just spent days reading all of this information. The like, I, think, hole. I think I just brainwashed myself. Like you're brainwashing our, our own bodies. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. I work in the media and I always tell people, I work in news. I always tell people, you have to learn how to read the news. I know that sounds dumb, but even with the political climate that we go, that we're in right now, I have friends who are very smart who quote things, and I'm like, please tell me you did not just quote Fox News in a conversation. Like, 
pick up the LA Times, pick up the New York Times, pick up the Wall Street Journal, understand that everybody is biased on some level, learn about how they're biased, and then take the information and make an opinion for yourself. Stop making opinions based on other people's thoughts. Absolutely. Yep. yep I agree 100%. Definitely. And also just like reading, some people won't even click an article. They'll just read a headline and, and then all of a sudden from that headline, that is the story. Yeah. That's life. Okay. That's headline. Yep. That's life. Can't even, okay. Can't even click the tweet. Like can't, you see the tweet. <laughs> can't even click the link in the tweet. <laughs> can't even click the link in the tweet. I'm like, you guys, if you didn't have the nerve to read the article, why are you here? Yep. Why are you having this conversation? No one invited you to fight with me <laughs> over some shit you don't even know you're talking about. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. And that's the problem with social media. We can't decipher what is real and what is fake. There was a time where I did this experiment because I too was part of the people who just believed what they read. And I started realizing that I would read articles and they would say Twitter was outraged at da 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 backlash, um, people outraged, sparks outrage and, yep. and dismay about blah, blah, blah. And then I went to the hashtag and there was 10 people that bitched about something that this right. celebrity had did. So from those 10 tweets, this publication said outrage, outcry, cancel this person and I'm like wait 10 tweets is outrage this this happens all the time on Twitter and it drives me fucking crazy that when you go to the trending hashtags it's like Harry Styles is over party and Chris Evans is over party two men that I love very much and then I go and I click them and I know like okay Listen, we don't know these people personally, but from what I see on the outside, I think they are two magnificent people. I think that they do great things and I and I love them. And then you click the hashtag and it's just a bunch of people saying, why is this hashtag trending? And you can't even figure out why it's trending. It's just people <laughs> making it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to you. Like I literally in my bones, like I almost got canceled a month ago. I got off of Twitter. I'm off of Twitter. Yeah. I, I, I let me tell Twitter. you, like my um I was reading this morning too, and my boyfriend said to me, he was looking at some stuff and he just goes, Jack Dorsey needs to unplug Twitter. Just we just end it. It's over. It's a hateful, it's, horrible place now. Just unplug it's a it. Terrible, horrible <laughs> place. And I'm sorry for the people out there because part of why I love my job is I get to talk to the fans who tweet into the show and join the conversation and of course that to me is 60% of my job. I enjoy it. I look forward Love to it. it. Yeah. I get validation from it. All the, the above, you know, but what I find is that one person who gets attention from you for something that they said negative keeps them coming back for more. And it encourages other people to get your attention that way. Because nine times out of 10, if you call somebody out for something nasty, they said they want to apologize and want you to follow them. And I'm so sorry. And I can't believe I did this. Every time. Every time. And, you know, for myself, I got a lot of backlash recently. Um, not a lot. And I said a lot because Twitter said a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. like five <laughs> tweets. Yeah, yeah. Five tweets about some, you know, the Vanderpump Rules bullshit. 
you know, everybody, you know, was saying, cancel them, fire them, you know, throw them off the show. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, keep them on the show, show their lives, you know, losing endorsements, losing brands, having their podcasts taken away from them. Why don't you show the repercussions of, of what it means? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good no point. One I, to- I, like, it's, it's a good point that you bring up because I feel like, and me and Fran get caught up in this too. It's like, you know, we don't agree with anything they said. So we're like, yeah, of course they should be off the show. But then when you put it like that, where it's like, well, people can learn from watching them. Yeah. Then it's a whole I'm other sorry. viewpoint. I'm sorry. 16 and pregnant was not a show that we were like, yeah, let's, yeah, oh my God, this so is so true. So yeah. true. What 16 and pregnant did was it put these kids on the show to show the hardships of being pregnant as a teenager. And then to roll into teen mom, yeah, they make money and they're on a show. But guess what? They're still dealing with the same shit that most teen moms are dealing with. You know what I mean? And I just don't believe in canceling people and firing people because they are racist. No, I want to see them get punished on national TV. I want to see them having to talk to their bosses and their coworkers about the negative things they said about other people and other races. I want to see them go through lawsuits and all of the other things that come from, you know, brands dropping them and going through all those hardships. Why can't we have this be a teachable moment? Because if you're telling me all that happens is I get canceled and I get fired and I get to walk out scot-free that's no fun. That's like going to court for committing a crime and someone saying you're guilty. Okay, go home. Right. So right. Like, okay, now just go to your house and, and you can continue to live your life as you did before. Yeah. Come through. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a totally different way to think about it. And it's, and it's so true because it's just like, it would be really interesting to see, and even just to see like important conversations, maybe they get to talk to some of the people that they that they uh, clearly wronged, and and if Faith says, "Huh, fuck you guys," then we get to then then that's it. We get to and everyone's you know, like, but, "Yes, Faith, Team Faith," but yeah, then right. then people get to see it. We get to yeah, see right. it, but like, listen, look at the Vanderpump Rules cast. The Vanderpump Rules cast is diverse ish, ish, <laughs> ish. <laughs> You know, I'm sure if they come back, they're going to be more diverse than they were. But I'm sure the point I was trying to make is there's probably, you know, someone in there that was Jewish or had someone in their family that that is Jewish that was hurt by what Stasi put on in that on that costume and on that an Instagram story. There was probably somebody who knows or dated or has a family member who is black, who was offended by what they did to faith let them confront those people. You know what I mean? Like we forget that. And I hate to say this because, and I hate to point out anybody, you know, but what I'm going to say is we are so quick to cancel because we want to make the public happy with things. And we forget where things are rooted from. Reality TV started basically with the real world. You took five motherfuckers, you put a gay person in there, you put a homophobe in there, you put a racist in there, you put a black lesbian, and you put an Asian lady in a house. And you wanted them to work out their differences on TV. You wanted the world to see what happens when five strangers from five different walks of life 
were put in a house and made to go at it and talk about the issues that we were afraid to talk about. Why in 2020 have we come so far in life, yet we're too afraid to let people have those same conversations that we were loving in 1995 and 97? You know what I mean? Right. And I feel like uh, we've talked about this before. Like reality TV was never supposed to be the voice of reason. Like we watched reality TV shows for right. trash and for like drama and for shit that we don't agree with, but it's entertaining. So yeah. I, I, yeah, I think that's important to remember. And we remind people all the time, like they're not your superheroes. They're not the people you should be looking up to, but yeah, they're entertaining as fuck. Mama June is smoking crack on TV. <laughs> yeah. 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 Literally. <laughs> Literally. And no one is like, Oh my God. Mama June is smoking crack. Cancel her for doing illegal drugs on t- television. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's no, crazy. They're like, no, no, we're going to show this. This is real life. These are, this is affecting people around the world. We watch people with opioid addictions go through reality television. Let's watch a racist or somebody who's racially insensitive have to deal with the consequences of what they did. Let's, come on, let's let yeah. somebody else learn this. Let's let a hard conversation happen in someone else's home with a kid being like, why is everyone mad at her? And a mom being like, cause the bitch is crazy and she's racist. Yeah, yep. well, Justin, thank you for bringing up that point because it even opened up my eyes to that a little bit more because I feel like we all fall into the like, wow, this person, even though, like, it's like mom, it's a mom mentality. It's, it's, yeah, when everybody like cries, mind, oh, they like, should be canceled. Yeah, it's like, you're like, oh, sh- they should, I, maybe they I should be canceled. I really agree with the cancellation thing either because it's like you make one mistake and I think that you should be able to learn from that and become a better person or else what's the point of becoming a better person if you can never grow yeah, from it. what you yeah. did or show yeah. it like it's a little confusing so yeah the the twitter thing i think that's where a lot of it stems from is just twitter in general and it goes back to what we were saying is it's just a crazy place filled with a ton of hate and canceling chris yeah. evans and harry styles for no reason i mean and also can- canceling like 17 year old kids i don't know how any of these poor tiktok stars like are go on with their lives they're they're 17 years old and they have like hundreds of thousands of other 15 year olds on twitter being like you're over like i'm like they're 17 meanwhile the same 15 year olds have probably done the same shit they have and they would be so upset if they were getting called out for it and once again they're 17 years old like i don't know why anybody thinks any 17 year old 15 year old six year old has anything figured out and let me just let you know something I am so lucky. This is where I'm happy that I'm older than you hoes because (laughs) I didn't have to go through life with TikTok and with social media. And MySpace came out my junior year in high school. That's how old my black ass is. Okay, maybe (laughs) sophomore year, but back then no one had laptops. It literally, I had a Razor phone that stayed charged for four days. Four days. Four days. That's unreal. (laughs) Four days. That brick stayed charged for four days. There was no... AIM was the closest thing we had to anything. And you were cool if you had a Blackberry. Okay? A Blackberry. So I didn't grow up with technology in my face and feeling the constant pressure to perform and be liked and get followers and, you know, we mentally compared ourselves to our friends. Like when I, my friends got cars, it hurt my feelings. You know, the normal things when my friends got boobs and I didn't get them, I was hurt as well. Like 
those things really fucked with us when we were kids. If I had to go through life wondering and seeing how many people follow my peers, like my peers, you know, being not in being not being invited to a slumber party was hard. Yeah. Can you imagine when kids don't follow you or don't right. respond or don't give you the same attention? That 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 to me adds a whole layer of something that pe- kids are going to have to deal with for the rest of their lives. That's hard. It's it definitely really hard. It definitely was something that I grew up with in high school where it was like, oh, you don't follow me on Instagram. You didn't like my picture. That person doesn't follow me. Or like my boyfriend, like, oh, you liked that person's picture. And it was just like way more present in which like, I don't know if I would have had half the fights I did if it wasn't for like, oh, I saw your Snapchat story and I wasn't invited. 100%. And I bet you now, and I say this out of the kindness of my heart, because we all had different things to deal with. I bet you it shaped you. If you go back and and you look at your life now and see how you interact with people and the things that you need from other people, like I had to validate and I had to soothe myself and I had to give myself confidence. The generation that you guys are are growing up in is you need validation from other people. That's just who you guys are as a generation because you grew up with the likes and the comments and all of these things. Like it's gnarly to think about as much as I hate growing up, it I couldn't imagine growing up the way you guys grew up. Yeah. I couldn't course. imagine taking a dick pic at 15 years old. Like I hear about these kids who are taking boob photos and like bikini photos and sending them around and On going Snapchat, to jail. And Let me tell you. In, and going to jail for I child pornography. I remember when we were in sixth grade this came out that somebody in my, a girl in my grade sent a guy nude pictures and we were mind blown. Like I could not believe the story I was hearing. It was the most dramatic day of my life. I remember saying it to my sister. I was like, can you believe, do you think she's older? I was like, would you ever do that? And she just laughed in my face because at the time I was like, just a sixth (laughs) grader, like figuring it out. And I was like, what the hell is happening? This is insane. Crazy. But let me ask you a question. How did she send the photo? Via phone? Via phone. Um, so but it was six, like, wasn't even an iPhone at the time. So in sixth grade, if I had to send a nude photo, I would have to take it with a Polaroid, go <laughs> Put to it the in place. An envelope. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I had to go to the place, get it developed, and pay the extra three bucks for them to put it on a Kodak CD. Then I would have to get this back to my house. <laughs> Load it into the CD-ROM, download said photo, and then send the photo via email. If that doesn't take you out of the mood, out of nowhere. It's just too much work. It just, by the, the, the climax is over after that point. Yeah. It's like, we're way past that. It's taking too much. 100%. And ladies, I'm telling you this right now, because I know you guys are at the age where men's are asking you to send nasty photos. Honey, go on Tumblr. There are millions of other women who have shared their nasty photos as a profession who you can crop that head off. Send those. (laughs) Send those. Do not put your hoo-ha on the internet. Oh, no. We're big big on the cloud. We're big on the cloud. cloud lasts forever. I don't know what the fuck the cloud is. We like, we don't know what the cloud has, but they have it. Fuck that cloud. We yeah, the cloud. That cloud. <laughs> Literally, like, you you think you deleted from the cloud? No, the cloud still has it. <laughs> the cloud still has it. We have to really, it's crazy 
Like we have to really check ourselves. And sometimes like getting off of Twitter was such a relief to me. And now what I do with my Instagram is if I post something, I leave it there for a few hours. I'm going to leave it there and I'm going to check back at five o'clock. I'm not going to go in to see where it is and where it ranks. And I had to get myself out of that whole situation, especially working on TV. Like you have to really honestly just be comfortable with yourself and you have to work really hard to not need that validation yeah, in this com- in this community in this climate yeah. Yeah. you just can't right yeah and i feel like that's a great lesson to take away from this whole conversation even going back to kanye and the tweets and just everything in general is like worry about yourself and people's opinions on the internet they don't matter if you want to think something about something think it for yourself don't don't <laughs> let somebody else influence right. it which we all have done before we've all let other people's opinions 100%. influence our own make your own opinions don't worry about other people um justin we kept you well over your time so yeah. thank you thank you so <laughs> much for great. staying with I had, us i had so much fun with you guys and um you know just us too you know, i'll come back this is oh my fun. we will love, we would to, have love to have you anytime we, I was going to say, I was going to say that, um, we, I've listened to you so many times on con comments by celebs because we absolutely adore, um, Emma and Julie. I love them. Those are my girls. We fucking love them. And we were like, you know what? I'm like, every time I'm like, they, they, the three of them have so much fun. We got to have Justin on our show. So we'll, we'll definitely have you back. We'll definitely please. have you back. Maybe we'll do something with comments by celebs as well. Cause like I said, uh, those 100%. are our fucking girls. No, we should do. Um, I love those hoes. I ride hard. I like, you know what? I like young women who have taken a pastime and made it a, like a business. You know what I mean? You guys have done it and I respect you. And when I found out you were 25 and 22, I was like, ugh. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? These, these are the women who are shaping the world behind them. And more young women need to know that you could be independent and strong and make a world for yourself. And you guys are doing that. And I will support it at any moment. I will ramble. I will, I'm a rambler, but I'm coming to support it. I love it. Thank you so, so, so much, Justin. We had a blast. Like we said, we're definitely going to have you back on everyone. Check out the daily pop, which is on weekdays at 1230 Eastern time. Also check out just the sip. You can download it anywhere that you get a podcast, new episodes on Wednesdays. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. That was so much fun. Yeah. Thank you, Justin. (laughs) Thanks. I had a great time. Now it's time to go get my COVID test. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. We are here with special guest and reoccurring guest now, yes. Shay Stokes. Welcome back. I feel like I need an honorary position on Chicks in the Office now. Like, this, this needs to, I need some credit. Yeah, you're like a friend of the program now. I, I think yeah. it needs a stronger I title. Do the weather if, if we could do that, like, I can just tune in and be like, thanks, ladies. 
Yeah, yeah that would beautiful. be perfect. I used to always talk about the weather and we made fun of me. So if we had a new person to do the weather, that would be fantastic. Oh, I'm so down. <laughs> Can you give us an update right now? Uh, super sunny, super humid here. And uh, I feel like I might melt. So back to And <laughs> where are you right now? So I'm currently in North Carolina. Um, we broke our quarantine to kind of come back to the South. I was visiting some family down in Florida. Um, and now we're kind of working on a little super project up here. So um, actually, Maddie is, is up there somewhere. But we're, uh, we're doing something cool. I think you guys will like it. Nice. Wow. And since you brought up Maddie right away, we're going to ask you because, well, first of all, I'll say, I'll say this. Last night I had a dream about this interview before it happened and I called you like a snake ass hoe in my dream and (laughs) and everybody like everybody was so mad like all of your people were like why would you do that and I was like it was a joke so I'm not I really like that you just repeated it all (laughs) (laughs) let it out So I was like, I can't believe you didn't tell us. You guys were both on at the same time. But I completely understand because, you know, you guys wanted to keep it private. It's it's your mm. relationship. And I totally respect and understand that. But then yeah. you guys, you went public with it. And we mm. were over the moon thrilled. We actually had just recorded a podcast I episode. To podcast, by the way. Oh, no. And Maddie, and I, <laughs> Maddie and I were on the phone. Because I was in Orlando and she was back at home in Charleston and she was like, uh-oh, the girls are mad at us. And I was like, <laughs> oh, dropped the ball on you. No, it was, you know, it was one of those things we had kind of tossed around for a little bit. Like, do we do it now? Do we not? And, um, you know, we just kind of wanted to take our time with it and, and make sure that everything sort of laid out properly. And then obviously I kind of told the story about my mom and I had had a couple glasses of wine and um, I was like, she's like, you won't do it. And I was like, watch this. Pulled out my phone. <laughs> like, okay. So I, no, it was it's, fun. it's so funny. Cause like Rhea said, like, and it's not even as less of us. It's us personally. We, at any time we record something and then I like three seconds later, well. something happens. We're like, no, oh, I yes. <laughs> we're like, we're like, oh, we got to go back and, and fix it. So it was so funny. We recorded the whole thing. And then, and then, um, I just went back in and was like, uh, PSA, everyone, 20 minutes after we recorded this, they said they're dating. So I please listen to that with this in mind. <laughs> you guys had it all figured out. Like, okay, first of all, we have done a pretty horrible job of, you know, keeping it a secret. Um, I think there's like a, a, an Instagram account that's specific just to like Maddie wearing Chase's clothes. And so, um, you know, we, we really kind of dropped the ball on that. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, and I, I don't give us too much credit uh, as dete- for our detective work. I feel like it, it was like it FBI was laid out there. Wi-Fi. Right, totally. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone else figured it out for us, but it's fine. Because I actually do remember, sorry, there's sirens going off. But I do remember right after we interviewed you both, everyone was hitting us up like do you think they're dating from their chemistry with you guys like do you think that they have something like is there something going on and Fran and I were like honestly they might just be really good friends like we were we were so oblivious we off the scent gotcha we gotcha yeah you guys were you guys did a great job um Chase you are in front of a whole situation over there it looks amazing you're rocking a sweeter t-shirt can you tell us uh uh what exactly sweet earth is and what you are doing with them 
Yeah. So um, Sweet Earth is a plant-based company, and they're launching some new projects, products, not projects, um, products right now. So we have the Mindful Chicken and the Awesome Burger, which are my two personal favorites. They have like a crazy variety of products um, that they have on their website, um, which is SweetEarthFoods.com. Um, and for me, as you guys know, my schedule is pretty crazy. So I have a sensitive stomach. So for me, it's about finding something that kind of works with my diet. Um, I'm not completely plant-based, but I do like to kind of dabble into it. I'm, you know, living in LA and as you guys in New York, like, you know, there's vegan places and not necessarily being vegan. You're like, I'm going to try it out, check it out. Um, and this was one of those things that I got my hands on it and it was super easy. It's high in protein to keep with my diet for obviously filming and whatnot. Um, and I just fell in love with the products. Like they, they're actually really good. And that's kind of the most important thing for me is to have access to easy, good tasting food. Um, that's good for my body that I can consistently eat. Um, so I'm super obsessed with it right now, which is also a fun part of working with a, you know, a company is actually enjoying the product a lot. So, yeah. um, literally we've been doing this, this music video, I'll spoil it. We're working with Kygo. We're doing something super cool. Um, might be a new music video, maybe. Oh my God, you guys, I'm, uh, I could cry because the <laughs> Kygo, first of all, Kygo's a genius, number one, love Kygo. And number two, he's done such a good job with his music videos of like really tying in real life people. Like the last one, one of the last ones he did was with Camille Kostic and, and mm -hmm. Gronk. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, so wow. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. So we're doing that, but, um, no, we, we kind of got together and because of the quarantine that we have to do for like filming restrictions and regulations, like I can't leave the location I'm at. So to have sweeter, send me a bunch of stuff and to partner with them, especially during this time, it's been awesome because I'm getting the healthy meals that I need that I wouldn't be able to get access to because of the quarantine. Um, and it's just consistent and it tastes good. So I'm kind of like hitting all the, you know, checking all the boxes. Love it. And I feel like this is really good for people to know about right now, because I feel like everyone's in the same boat where they're like, listen, I've been eating like shit all of quarantine and I really got to get my body in check and I just got to start eating the right things. That's actually where I was at yeah. yesterday. I was like, where do I start? And well, maybe I'll start at Sweet Earth. Like all everything aside, like I, even if I wasn't partnering with them, the products are, are really, really good. And the burgers taste like burgers, the chicken tastes like chicken like I definitely for the first two times I tried the chicken I was like am I getting like spoofed like is this actually chicken and I'm just really messing with me um so for me like to have a plant-based product that's easy um you can toss it in the microwave you can throw it on a stovetop you can toss it on a grill whatever you have available like it all works it all tastes really good and I feel better like I've lost um justifiably speaking I've lost like nine pounds since quarantine has started like eating a lot of these products so um, it's been cool to kind of watch the transformation and, and be on it as well. Damn, I That's love that. Great. And guys, if you're listening and you want to try Sweet Earth, what is the website they could go to? It's it's SweetEarthFoods.com, available in stores nationwide. And it's more than just the stuff you see behind me. They have a ton of different options, all plant-based, all super tasty, all actually high in protein. So go check it out. Amazing. Love We're it. excited. And I want to check it out. And if you do tag Chase, tag us, let everyone know you're trying it out. And before we let you go, can we just get a little update on Outer Banks season two? <laughs> you guys know as much as me. Um, I'm literally panicking, like waiting to hear more. Um, as you guys know, and it's been out in the media, we've been writing scripts. I haven't had access to it yet, so I am poking the bear. So Netflix, if you want to, you know, get the ball rolling. 
uh, that'd be super cool. But obviously, you know, safe and in a good environment because this whole COVID thing, we don't want to take any chances. And South Carolina is steadily rising in cases. So I think that's the most important thing for us is just to do it safe, securely. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed nobody gets sick because that could be super, super bad. Yeah, absolutely. And a season two is happening, we can assume at this point. <laughs> um, I would like to say yes, but until Netflix sends me the email. Um, right. Sort of sitting here picking my nose. I mean, I think they're right. That they it would be crazy if it if it wasn't like you said. I I think everybody realistically knows that a lot of their favorite shows. It is going to take a while for things to pick back up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, so yeah. hopefully people are respectful of that. Um, we so. and it's just been crazy, Chase. Like we talked to you, kind of. I guess it really was right at the be- kind of the beginning of everything yeah. blowing up, and it's because we, you know, you and Maddie had even said. Yeah we haven't even been outside. Like we haven't even really interacted with people. People yeah. haven't seen us. Like they, mm-hmm. the, the, the fame element crazy. hasn't kicked in yet. I no, mean, you, we, and it, just Instagram follower wise, you guys, have, it's been it's crazy. Wild. No, it is. It has definitely completely changed our lives. Like we've had, you know, quite a few experiences out and about, like obviously since the regulations have, have dropped a little bit in the certain areas we've been, um, privacy is a thing of the past. Um, people, know my car they found my parents house um they drive by locations that we've been at screaming at us um uh, i'm trying to think of some other we were at a hotel for a little bit and a group of kids was waiting in the lobby for us um so it's very different than where it was last time we you know connected so um how are you guys handling it all (laughs) it's cool you know i think it's one of those things to where like as an artist and as you guys know with the podcast like you put something out and you are incredibly vulnerable and just let the world sort of take it in. Right. And, um, more times than not, the world is just kind of like, meh. Um, so to have a project that is doing what outer banks has done is super, super heartwarming. We're super thankful for it. So it's been awesome, but you guys per usual, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Let's do it again. Maybe do a podcast. Yeah. My, me and Maddie can come on and, and finally spill the tea and, and talk about all things. <laughs> Absolutely. We need that we to happen. That. We'll set it up soon. Thank you right, for girl. joining us again. So yeah, good to see you. Thanks, Chase. Good Bye. to see you. All right, that wraps up today's episode of Chicks in the Office. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you had a fun time. And just a reminder, tag us in those posts. We will repost you. And if you're drinking Franzia, tag us in that as well. We hope you have an amazing weekend, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday. You're insecure, don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Don't need makeup to cover up.
good like nobody else. The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed. But when you smile at the ground, it ain't hard to tell. You don't know you're beautiful. Baby, you light up my world. 